Sometimes going to the grocery store can be chaotic. There doesn't seem to be enough time to check the list, make sure everything is there, search for the best prices, and take the time to make sure you get the best quality meat. So let ButcherBox help you out. Giving you peace of mind, ButcherBox delivers high-quality meat and seafood that you can trust straight to your door. No grocery carts required. Humanely raised, no antibiotics or hormones, 100% grass-fed, free-range, and crate-free, what more can you ask for? What about free shipping, customized box plans, exclusive member deals, recipe inspirations, tips, and tricks? You really can't go wrong with ButcherBox. Sign up at butcherbox.com slash morning cup and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. Choose salmon, chicken breasts, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash morning cup and use code morning cup to choose your free for a year offer plus get $20 off your first order. Today's podcast is brought to you by newspapers.com, the ultimate destination for exploring the mysteries of the past. If you're fascinated by true crime, get ready to dive into the stories that made headlines. Newspapers.com offers a billion pages of historical newspapers from the U.S. and beyond, and you can search the entire collection in seconds. Their vast newspaper collection is a goldmine for eyewitness accounts, crime scene photos, news reports, and more. Whether you're interested in famous crimes or long-forgotten cases, Newspapers.com gives you a front-row seat to more than 300 years of history. For our listeners, Newspapers.com has a special offer. Use the code CUPOFMURDER for an exclusive 20% discount on your subscription. That's promo code CUPOFMURDER at Newspapers.com. Sign up today and start unraveling the true crime mysteries that keep you up at night. There were two more murders 15 miles away. When police arrived, they found the telephones and electricity lines. We have a weird homicide. In a scene described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird... Morning. Cop of murder. One mistake can land a killer straight in the hands of police. On January 12th, 1995, a man was convicted after one young victim managed to trick him and escape with her life. So if you like your coffee hot but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. On January 7, 1994, Rebecca Savarese, a 12-year-old girl living in Pittsfield, Massachusetts, just narrowly escaped the clutches of a man named Louis Lent Jr. Forcing the girl into his borrowed pickup truck as she walked home from school, Rebecca made the quick and incredibly smart decision to feign losing consciousness. And when her attacker let up for just a moment, she bolted away, shrugged out of her backpack when he grabbed her, and left him behind just as another man showed up and sent her would-be killer running in the opposite direction. Describing the man as, quote, all dressed in grungy clothes, she told officers how he approached her and said, quote, you see the gun I have? before motioning to the blue pickup truck parked just outside the nearby bank. She said that, after her mother told her to, quote, do anything, if ever captured, the young girl chose to fight instead of obey. And, while also saving her own life, the action ended up leading police straight to an unknown child killer. Police quickly arrested Lewis Lent Jr. After finding the truck with Rebecca's backpack and loaded gun still inside, speaking with the owner, and finding out who exactly borrowed the vehicle. 
After three days of interrogation, Lewis shocked everyone when he confessed to not only attacking Rebecca Savarese, but taking the lives of two other 12-year-olds. Claiming he suffered from blackouts and lapses in his memory, with the Associated Press reporting that he blamed it on a 1974 close encounter with a UFO in Virginia, Lewis claimed that on October 22, 1990, he abducted 12-year-old Jimmy Bernardo from the Pittsfield movie theater where he worked as a janitor. Though he did work there at the time, Lewis was not considered a suspect during the investigation. But in his confession, he said he came up to the boy outside the theater and, using a hunting knife, threatened him and forced him to go to his apartment. There, he taped the boy to the bed, cut off his clothing, and assaulted him until the next morning when, finished, he strangled the boy to death. He said it was always his intention to take Jimmy's life from the moment that he saw him. The boy's body was found in Newfield, New York, far away from the theater, but extremely close to Lewis's childhood home, a place that he frequently went to visit family and exactly how he came into contact with 12-year-old Sarah Ann Wood. Disappearing from Frankfurt, New York, Sarah was out riding her bike when she came across Lewis Lent. According to his confession, Lewis had been driving his van along the back roads with the intent of finding a new victim. Using a hunting knife again, he forced Sarah into his van, bound her with tape, and drove her to the Adirondack Mountains, where he raped her before clubbing her to death with a tree branch. Confessing to burying her along with the tools that he used, he claimed he did not check to see if she was still breathing because he didn't, quote, like to touch dead bodies. Though he drew a map that he claimed would lead the police to her remains, despite the massive search, Sarah's body has never been found. Despite claiming that these were his only two murder victims and that Rebecca Savarese was almost his third, investigators from all over the country have named him as a suspect in a number of other child kidnapping cases, starting as early as 1983. For a time, a 50-member task force was created in hopes of finding and following all leads that involved Lewis Lent, as well as tracking his movements throughout his entire life. Exchanging information as they went with other agencies, though they were unable to establish any solid leads, and the task force was disbanded in 1994, here are the other young people that might just have crossed paths with Lewis Lent. There is 21-year-old Karen Wilson, missing since 1985, 15-year-old Sean Guggen, who was found dead in 1992, 16-year-old Carrie Lynn Nixon, missing since 1987, 18-year-old Carolyn Lonsack, found in 1988, 15-year-old Bobby Gutcase, found dead in 1983, 10-year-old Holly Perenin, found dead in 1990. 12-year-old Monique Santiago, missing since 1990. 13-year-old Tammy McCormick, missing since 1986. 9-year-old Sarah Pryor, missing since 1985. And 16-year-old Jimmy Lusher, missing since 1992. Though this is a long list, investigators were only able to charge Lewis with two murders. A man who, despite his gruesome crimes, and the fact that police believe he was building a prison of sorts behind a false wall in his apartment, was described by those who knew him as mild-mannered, good-hearted, 
helpful, and kind to children. Lewis Lent eventually recanted his confession, but investigators had enough to charge him with multiple crimes. And on January 12, 1995, he was convicted of several in relation to Rebecca's attack after a trial where the young girl bravely testified against her attacker in the courtroom. Then, when charged with the murders, Lewis's lawyers attempted to use his UFO claims as a means for arguing that he was coerced by police to make his confession. But after the judge ruled otherwise, majority of his statement was admitted into evidence. Sentenced in 1997, after pleading guilty to Jimmy's murder and saying he wanted to plead guilty to Sarah's, but later changing his mind, Lewis was given life without the chance for parole for the murder of Jimmy Bernardo and 25 years to life for the murder of Sarah Ann Wood. At the trial, he refused the chance he was given to reveal Sarah's whereabouts. Behind bars, Lewis, in 2013, confessed to the murder of Jamie Lusher in 1992. He claimed he dumped the boy's body in Greenwater Pond, but after a three-day search, investigators came up empty-handed. He remains a suspect in many cases, and according to police speculation, he likely had an accomplice or accomplices who might be still at large. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to a terrible thing happened on January 13th. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there is always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe.